0: a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com/cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys,
1: Jim here from Creative Flame Podcast and Kelly coming to you live from April Fools' Day. <laughs> Thankfully, no uh, joke, right? <laughs> yeah, no joke, no fools.
0: <laughs> no fools. Thankfully, <laughs> well, I'm foolish. Does that count?
1: <laughs> Thankfully, my day's been uh, not not full of pranks and silly one-line social media dreads, which is good. How about you, Kelly?
0: Uh, actually, not too bad, of course, because also it's coming up on Easter, um, so I think a lot of people have the day off. <laughs>
1: That, that's definitely a good thing, as, you know, I, I know all kinds of, you know, shenanigans can usually happen today, and hopefully they haven't. So, what are we going to talk about? I mean, the goblins of conquest are on hiatus right now, thanks to, like, the full swing of COVID. That's no joke.
0: No, that is definitely not a joke. Um, uh, well, we can just talk about random do-and-do things
1: random D things uh first we should definitely throw out there what games are currently going on since most of our stuff is now being streamed on twitch as opposed to podcasted so that way folks know where to go check it out ah well
0: um i myself am in the star wars smugglers run uh on tuesday nights um uh i'm also in daggers of freeport that one's fun, and it's coming up this weekend. Yes, it is. Um, and I'm in the Felis game. I don't know if you record that one, but it's so cute. Uh, yeah, we actually uh,
1: stream that one, too.
0: And then, of course, the uh, uh, Genesis game. Mm-hmm,
1: on Friday nights, which is like the first one we started twitching from like w- way long ago.
0: Before all the, you know, craziness.
1: Before COVID destroyed all our social gatherings and gaming.
0: Yeah, when we were doing things in person.
1: So let's see. For my list, um, last Sunday should have been our Clone Wars era Star Wars game, which happens in the afternoon. Then Monday is <laughs> bi-weekly game we have is the of uh, The Gods and Heroes. Basically, it's our Mythic Odyssey of Theros game that happens every other Monday. Then we have our Smuggler's Run, which you talked about on every other Tuesday. Yep. And then we... I know, that's
0: every Tuesday. Yeah, that's every other Tuesday. No, not oh. every other. It's okay. supposed to be every Tuesday. doesn't always happen that way, but... True that, true that. You're thinking the feel was just every other Thursday. Yep.
1: Then uh, we've just started Dungeons and Dread, which is our very gothic-y Ravenloft meets uh, Innistrad from Magic the Gathering game. Our characters are very dark. They're being led by a sorceress tiefling with wings that's pretending to be a cleric, and she's pulling it off amazingly.
0: (laughs) Pretending? Pretending to be a
1: cleric. She's actually a sorceress, i.e. witch who's getting revenge for her sisters and mothers who were burned at the stake by the church.
0: So I take it she's not a heel bot then? (laughs) uh, She has one sorceress ability
1: that looks like it's a heel and only looks like a heel. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a dangerous group. Yeah. Then on Thursday, we've got, uh, this Thursday is going to be our Thursday night hack and slash, which we don't stream, but we just play for shits and giggles. And next week will be our Feelis game, which we stream. Yes. And then Friday is our Genesis, our our summer Twitch game, which I think is coming back to being in summer again. Yeah. Which is our Realms of Theros, which uses the Genesis system.
0: Mm Hmm.
1: And then, like you said, this Saturday we're going to get to play the Daggers of Freeport, which we've been on hiatus for that for a bit, which is Mm -hmm. way too much.
0: Yeah, well that one's technically a once a month anyways, but Mm -hmm. then it's sometimes really hard to get people's schedules to align.
1: So on the plus side, that means we're having a ton of gaming going on, very little of it's being podcasted. We'll hopefully get a Scion game coming soon, which I'm still working on. Well, I'm throwing the offer out there. I'm just waiting for people to say yes.
0: Okay, are we talking uh, modern day Scion? What are we? Because I've got my uh, Scion of Hermes that I haven't really used.
1: Uh, I'm trying to go for whatever has us playing Scion because the podcast needs something to be played for Scion. It's way overdue. Just saying. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are looking for us on the podcast and things have been quiet there, definitely check us out on Twitch. And everything we play on Twitch, we mainly put over to the YouTube page the next week. So that way Twitch doesn't make it go away after a couple of weeks, which they do. So that way everything is archived. So I will definitely put links in the show notes for the Twitch channel and the YouTube page. I believe for the Twitch, it's just twitch.something.cppn because I try to keep that uniform across all the venues. YouTube, on the other hand, it's all kinds of slash slash letter something 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 Creative Plan Podcast Network, the f- the funness <laughs> that it is. Yeah. So uh, that, that that pretty much covers what we're doing. We're doing lots of gaming. Much gaming is being had. So random D and D topic. What would you like to talk about?
0: Uh, well, let's see here. Um, I've only. Had, like, a sec to look at the new book, That Candle Keep Mysteries, but the one thing that I'd like to say is that, yay, there is a map inside that you can actually pull out, hold out on the table.
1: It, it God, is an awesome map at the back so,
0: of the book. Yeah, and it's been so long. I mean, I had, of course, the original uh um Greyhawk map, you know, mm. we had, oh, it was like. Ah, oh, we would use that all the time when we were kids. Um, and just just even just looking at it and like, hey, we should go here. Oh, we should go here and or you know, it was just so much fun. We were pretty young, but uh um so it's nice to see that uh uh maps are back.
1: Ma- maps are always a good thing because, you know, like even at TGG back when we used to game there all the time that you put the map on the wall. And people can point to random locations.
0: Yeah. It's just, there's, there's something about being able to look at the maps. It's like when you got a, a fantasy novel that had a map on the inside, you know, inside, uh, first few pages and you would just look, I would just look at that map and like, it just, Kind of traverse the different uh, landscapes, and then of course, of course, you can follow along when you're reading the book and I always thought that was a lot of fun. Hey,
1: that, that's one of those things that you love interacting with maps. I mean, look at Indiana Jones when it comes to maps, you know.
0: Dun, 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 dun. So much
1: of the story is saved by just showing a map with a little dotted line, and that way you can totally skip anything that's not encounter worthy. <laughs> well, it, you know, and it speeds up travel. It does, fast travel. You know, there's a reason why they use it in MMOs nowadays. Yeah. Fast travel is your friend, so that way you're not being Tolkien making your people f- fight through the mountains for every footing that they take unless you want to do that.
0: Yeah. Although I can remember, like, in classic WoW where it's like, oh my god, I don't have the flight path I have. <laughs> I know, like, one of the first things you did as Horde was, okay, we're going to Thunderbluff <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> so we can get the <laughs>
0: flight path. <laughs>
1: so that way you don't have to slog through the countryside fighting every little thing.
0: Uh-huh. And if you in in classic Wild there was like this quest you could take, you know. So it's like, hey, we're going anyways. We're not that far from it, you know. Boom. But uh now it's like you get the flight path automatically. Kids these days, they don't know how easy <laughs> they may,
1: that we made it for them, right?
0: I remember <laughs> being <laughs>
1: So uh, another thing I want to throw out there is, is definitely maps. GMs, don't stress maps. Start small. Start with the building that the adventurers are going to be messing around with. Then the city they're messing around with, or the village, you know. There's there's tons of random map generators, too, that can totally save you sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Then you can do a vague outline of the continent, which which I like to do. is just a kind of mush three or four continents together. Trust me. Uh, He's the king of the squiggles. George R. R. Martin totally did the same thing where he just packed a bunch of European countries together and played out the history. Don't be afraid of borrowing bits and pieces like in Seventh Seas. As you know the creator said the not England, not Germany, not France that is totally France, Germany, and England <laughs> that that it's a joke because it's the it's based on something real world, so that way it makes sense, but kind of mush together in a new and interesting way so so don't stress maps, and if need be, like Kelly was saying with the squiggle, where you just kind of like put the paper down, put the pencil at a weird angle, and just kind of generally j- Roll the pencil across the map, and that's kind of the squiggly sign you've got. Or take a picture of rust or stains on the ground, and that becomes your new outline. Mm -hmm. I've totally done that one before. If that's a cool-looking rock, click. That's now an island continent. (laughs) It's an island or it's a continent. Depends on how it needs to be used. So maps are fun because it gives your players something you can, of course, you know, my favorite one is you draw the map on some blank typing paper, stain it with some tea overnight, burn the edges and throw it to them like an old treasure map. Yep. You will be amazed when uh, players get their hands on those maps, how they will hold on to them and, and roll them up gently and treat them as precious items.
0: <laughs> My sister and I used to do that with paper and stuff when we were kids um, for scrolls. And uh, we, would, we wouldn't we would necessarily tea dye But we would, um, burn the edges a little. Um, yes, don't tell my mother we played with matches. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and the, but we would usually leave scavenger hunts for each other, my sister and I. Uh, you know, of, and it, it was like a little puzzle they had to figure out, you know. Um, that was fun.
1: Totally uh, a quest, you know. Not uh-huh. You say scavenger hunt, I say quest. <laughs> So uh, definitely throw your players' maps. It's nice. You don't have to think like, hey, I want to fill the whole map out. Just put like a few key things like, you know, like even in Dungeons & Dread, I gave them a general map saying this is this this country if you think about it this place. This is this thing. This is this thing. This is where the elves come from. This is where the dwarves are still buried in their bunkers because in that world there's vampires and when you're a dwarf in a hole, you don't want a vampire to come in your hole.
0: Oh yeah, no, that 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 would make bad bad things happen. Of
1: course, course in that game, they've got uh, undead, greedy dwarfs, you know, specters that are even worse. (laughs) There's a reason why the hill dwarves left the holes.
0: Yeah, I just all of a sudden had visions of that. uh, One instance that we did uh, our uh, glitter doom. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a lot of undead and
1: zombie stuff happening too, which which you know, just out there. So uh, give give your players maps. Fill in general things that can be flushed out later. You know, no no need to rush to put everything on the map because that will make a game master go nuts. They will lose many hours. They will actually try to, to uh, do too much work, and they'll end up not even using ninety percent of it.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: And just the, know that through every impassable mountainside is always a goat path. There's always <laughs> a path. Good point. Now, if your players you can find that goat path, that's that's a that's odyssey just on its own.
0: Then, gee, there happens to be another goat path.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out the goat path is really a lie. It's just these bandits that keep selling people maps to this goat, goat uh, path that doesn't exist. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Yeah,
0: that that would be how your mind thinks. It all depends what the adventure needs. True. Sometimes you know, I wouldn't don't want to say railroading, but sometimes a little prodding is helpful.
1: Because after all, if your characters would know this in the real world, it is fair to give the characters the insight of, hey, you you know this.
0: Yeah.
1: Or hey, maybe you should throw some gold coin and free drinks to the local goat herders. Hey, spread the love. Goodwill never hurt, except when you, of course, piss off the goat herders because you didn't want to kill that uh, griffin that's been eating their goats. And then they lie to you about things. <laughs> so, bitch.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it's not always the best thing to do is kill the griffin.
1: This is true. Maybe the griffin had a reason to be there. Or worse, if you're playing uh, something like Mythic Realm of... Theros, maybe the griffin is the chosen animal of Artemis, the Artemis of this, of this setting. And by slaying it, you've, you've pissed off the local goddess of the hunt, and uh, there will be issues from now on.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, that, would, that would be bad.
1: You know, think about it. Now, every time you come near a uh, major Hey, flock, and Greek gods, they hold a grudge, man. It's all about the grudge. It's, it's the oh, yeah. dirtiest side of the human personality, which is why the
0: Greek gods are so great. tomato tomato (laughs) i'm sorry there are some of those stories it's like what it's like poor medusa she was just that i mean
1: talk about railroad
0: oh my god what happened to her was you know it's the gods that should have been punished Assaulted in another goddess's temple, and does
1: the goddess support the other lady? No, she blames nope. the lady for what the guy did. Yeah. Cautionary tale. Not cool. Not cool. If if all the Greek goddesses would have banded together, think of how they could have changed things. Exactly. Instead, they were busy fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't be afraid to play with things. <clears throat> <clears throat> Don't be afraid to play around with things and use, you know, different bits from history, stories, things like that. So one other thing I want to throw out there, which I know is a favorite amongst the Star Wars crew, as well as the Daggers of Freeport, because that kind of was like the heart and soul of the game for that one, is giving your players a base of operations.
0: Ah, yes. I love our cat's paw. Cat Paw is a, a a a tavern that we uh the, the group uh, owns. That's friggin' awesome. It is so cool. And when when we were given the deed and there was a map, it was <laughs> all the players were like, okay, I'm picking my room. <laughs> <laughs> I think was, an entire session uh, was spent just picking who gets which rooms. Hey, it was dorky fun. <laughs> um, but of course, for the smugglers, the Star Wars one, you know. Ship is everything. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it is your mode of transportation, it is your shelter, it is your base of operations, and you must be precious with the precious because, you know, well you'll die if it gets blown up in space.
0: Yeah. Um and being a pilot myself, um, it's kinda nice to have something to pilot. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, uh, you've you've heard David joke during Smuggler's Run about the other game where he's a pilot and he's crashed the ship into like three different worlds already. Because <laughs> that ship crashes a lot, and it's not fun when your 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 mobile home basically crashes everywhere you go. Yeah, knock on wood, that has never happened to me. As the captain says, my ship don't crash. If it done crashed, you done crashed it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, I may not be able to astrogate very well, but I can fly that sucker through a needle, the eye of a needle. (laughs) I just can't find that needle. You don't know where you're going
1: when you hit that hyperspace and you're trusting in your teammates to, to, to navigate for you. But when you get to wherever you're getting, you can fly.
0: You got it.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I'll even throw out the uh, high seas shenanigans group. You know, how the, the imps oh. demise is, is, is <laughs> totally your base of operations that, once again, a little map will do you. And you guys fell in love with the design of the ship,
0: even yep. when you had to rebuild it. <laughs> well, just half of it, like the back half, you know, we had, to, uh, you know.
1: Just the burnt half.
0: And we've augmented it, you know. And now on that one, it's funny because I'm – the first mate, and <laughs> I'm the navigator, and I can't navigate for anything. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> it's just that the dice say that you're not used to navigating from this point of view.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm an aquatic sea elf. I'm used to doing it from under the water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that way, it's it, give your be willing to give your your players a base of operations, even if it's mobile. 'Cause of course, you know, pretty much any Star Wars group, it's gonna be something mobile. Like in our group with the uh Weeby Rebels on Saturday nights, they're a squad of Y Wings, and they are very precious with their ships. As soon as they discovered just how little strain a Y Wing can take before it shuts down, they got real precious with their ships. <laughs> All of a sudden they're a lot more uh Willing to spend torpedoes instead of letting their ships get shot up. It's mm-hmm. all about the alpha strike, blitzkrieg attack, and then run away. It makes a difference. It, it does, if you can kill the baddie before the baddie can shoot back. Also, it can help invest them. True, because, you know, that the, the upgrading what you have versus getting something new, and usually the group will upgrade what they have as opposed to replacing it. Because they know what the expectation is. It just depends. Except for the smuggler crew that trades ships like, you know, pajamas.
0: No, we upgraded. (laughs) We definitely upgraded. Hey, we were basically almost handed a brand new ship. We made good money on that.
1: (laughs) It was a sweet deal.
0: (laughs) It was. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I loved the the old ship. I mean, you know, but girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. <laughs> Plus, I would rather, you know, considering how I was directly involved with the death of my former, um, let's say, owner, um, you know, I probably didn't want to be associated a new ship, you know. Oh, no, that's not the same Twi'lek. <laughs> <laughs> See, she, she, she drove a... She, she She flew a different ship. (laughs) Totally different ship. That had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, no, no.
1: So let's put it this way. If you were in a Scion game, what kind of base of operations would you want?
0: Well, it depends. I mean, uh, are we talking old world, new modern world? Are we talking... um, uh, cause I like that whole warehouse 13 angle that we were mm. talking about for a possible Scion game. Um, and in that case, um, you know, it would have to be something kind of mobile, ideally, or, you know, a really cool warehouse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or, or the mobile base becomes an RV. You're trapped in the epic family vacation movie.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that would be hilarious.
1: Even better is if a scion decided to opt for That's My Relic. (laughs) The RV is basically the modern incarnation of the Argus.
0: Uh, Or, you know, um, what's Thor's ship, the one that he could fold up. Oh,
1: uh, the yeah, not Thor's, but uh, I I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's is that Frigg. I think it may have been Nord or Frigg that it had the phone. Nord, maybe it's Nord.
0: But didn't Thor used it when he went after the? Uh it's been a while. Oh my God! See, we totally need a science game. See, so uh,
1: for, in regards to the, uh, let's see, we've got. Sklid Badnor, the Old Norse for assembled from thin pieces of wood, is the name of the folding ship. Let's see who had the folding ship. Uh, it is uh, the best of ships in North mythology. It is attested in the Poetic Edda. Da, 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 da. Uh, tribute its magic to Odin. Let's see. Contributed <laughs> its ability to be folded up as cloth may be into the pocket until needed. But they're not saying... Uh, if Laddie's sons went in days of old from the ship... See, it could be one of
0: those super RVs that doesn't fold up, but turns into a Hot Wheel.
1: <laughs> Spend a a legend and it turns into a little <laughs> Hot Wheel version of itself. I like that. <laughs> That would be cool. Apparently, there are quite a few magic ships, by the way. Most of them are owned by the baddies in the North mythology.
0: Oh, well, you
1: know, we can fix
0: that. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: definitely. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely an idea there, you know.
0: I mean, I can always create a new uh, Scion character or recycle one that Hasn't really gotten to be used yet.
1: That, that's very true. As we can hear in the background, our own uh, Fenrir wolf is barking <laughs> her butt off. Yeah. Why? Because I think there there's some uh, titan spawn invading her uh, alleyway behind the house.
0: Oh, well, you know, you got to protect it from titan spawn.
1: It's the problem when she barks with the other German Shepherd in the the, the alleyway and they team up on everybody. Yep. Damn pack animals. Especially <laughs> when they team up on innocent people. No. So uh, never be afraid to give your players a base of operations because, hey, you can always take it away. I mean, just saying.
0: Hey, Well, I mean, you can use it as – I mean, because if they get invested, mm. I mean, it could be an angle. Oh, well, something is threatening it or, mm-hmm. you know. And when it comes to D&D
1: and Star Wars – it's always a great cash sink for your players to get them to put those gold coins that they seem to never spend. And they're carrying now around like, you know, 40 giant bags of cash. And you're like, hey, guys, you need to invest this in something. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately go off and buy magical sails that let them teleport or gnome engineered paddle wheels to make the boat go faster or, you know, faster. Hey, we hyperdrive. don't have that,
0: but that's interesting.
1: Yeah. There, there there were further things that those gnomes, the high-sea shenanigans crew, could have talked about, but they were quick well, to leave.
0: I really like the whole, uh, um, well, hey, we had a schedule to keep. <laughs> okay. And um, we were getting, you know, that one magic item with the sail or the uh, the flag that mm-hmm. can look like anything and give you, you know. Give you that fast the, getaway. Yeah, the fast getaway, which is, you know. A good idea with those friggin' Malcantar people. <laughs> so you know, and,
1: and and of course that goes back to like you know, feel free to steal. Malcantar are basically Spanish Empire in pretty much every pirate saga you've ever watched or or read. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, just just watch any of the uh,
0: Pirates of the Caribbean movies. You know, except make... for I still refuse to watch. Um on Stranger Tides because I read the book years ago and I'm like no no Disney is not going to destroy this for me what? there was no friggin mermaid like <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the mermaid is just used as a quest ingredient for the story yeah.
0: Blackbeard was in it though I mean Aww. don't get me wrong you know but uh, um oh yeah no no yeah nice. I still to this day have not seen it. Same with the movie Jumper. Oh, I read the yeah. original book. Uh-uh. They, no. They totally saw the preview. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. See, even a super
1: not hero that has the power to teleport like Nightcrawler, you got to have your base of operations to keep your ill-gotten gains.
0: Yeah. Actually, in the book, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but in the book, it was very cool. Um, But it just there was no... In the movie, his hideout was not as cool as it should have been. Oh, I'll have to ask you about the hideout sometime then. Compare notes from the book. <laughs> but I still won't see it.
1: So, uh, anything else that you'd throw up from a player's perspective about a base of operations?
0: Um, they're fun. I mean, when I was a kid. I mean, having a map of that, ba- that base of operations is a lot of fun, and it goes back to how I like the maps and stuff. But when I was a kid, we would draw up floor plans, Um and we would use these little, you know how they had the little eraser people mm-hmm. and stuff, you know? We would use, it was almost like a doll we would use those to um you know in place of like dollhouses or you know or action sets you know and we would make up our own little bases our own little houses and oh and it's gonna have a room for this and and you'll be able to do this it just takes me kind of back to when we used to do that when I was a kid you know we'd make up our own spaces or we'd have our own uh It was our, our place, you know, as a kid, you didn't really get, you know, you always had to, um, but it just kind of takes me back to there. So, I mean, I enjoy it as a player because it's like, ah, you know, it's kind of fun, you know?
1: And one thing I'll, I'll, well, kind of, kind of two-ish things that I'll shamelessly throw out there as a GM as resource management goes, a your players are committing resources to improving the, the base becomes a character basically. You know, yeah. It, it does. It becomes a entity that the group collaborates to build up. But as a GM, you can have the players design their own base or add on to it and that's less map making that the GM has to do. And even better, once this map is made, whether you're doing virtual tabletop or you're, you know, you're playing actually together, you know, you're getting to get that social interaction in person, you can actually make a hard copy of that map. Like you can go to like Office Max or whatnot and get grid paper, make a hard copy of the map that's always available to be whipped out. So Mm -hmm. you can do the standard classic tropes that every action movie tries to do of give your heroes a place to go rest and someone kicks in the door.
0: Exactly and like with the um, dagger or not the daggers, the uh, high seas shenanigans, we actually got it laminated so
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's you know. a permanent map that can be whipped out at any time and used you know as needed. So that's as a GM that's really nice because you can just whip out the map and if you're starting a new storyline, you can always just whip out the map and someone kicks in the door. You know, mm-hmm. just remember, don't overuse that trope because, you know, and, and always give your players the home field advantage because they do have the home field advantage. Yeah. You know, you could do the standard, okay, on a Tuesday afternoon, when the wind is coming in through the south-southwest, where would everyone be on the ship? And then giant tentacles come out of the ocean. <laughs> or you it, know
0: it also has as inspiration for like one of our players actually drew the map mm-hmm. or the, the the flag that i uh, came up with
1: uh uh-huh. when when Tally did you the instamise mm-hmm. actual pirate flag
0: yeah she you know she's a wonderful artist and uh she drew it out it was really cool mm-hmm. of course it was named the instamise because one of the first freaking killed that goddamn imp <laughs> uh. The one who killed our captain. Yep. Our original captain, that is.
1: The, the ca- NPC captain who was meant to die in the first in- encounter, but the players didn't know it. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> 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 so it is nice that you can give your players free agency, because that way it's, whether it's a tavern that they're now running, would you would be amazed how much players can spend in-game time? By all means, let them do out-of-game Stuff like drawing pictures and things like that outside of game so it doesn't uh, eat up a ton of in game time, as well as you can always ask them in the closing session. Like one thing I loved from Mutant Year Zero part of the game is a mini game where the group are building up your base, you know, you're building up your base of operations. Is in closing with the adventure, you then tack on 15 20 minutes that you schedule ahead of time, you know, planning on it that okay, so here's your base. What are you investing in the base? Or what do you think is going to happen to your base next? Or like I've said, so for uh, the Cat's Fog, what's the next thing you think is going to, you know, event you're going to host at your bar?
0: Yeah, Carrie uh, wanted to do like some cross promotion with the gladiatorial games and that type of stuff. And like my bar, since this actually has tower, um, my bard will actually go up to the tower, open the windows and play music to get people to come in. You know, I mean, we 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 have certain meetings there sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> and of course, hey, our bar has a ghost bartender. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's freaking cool. You guys totally could have
1: vanquished him and made him go away. Instead, he's an actual NPC that takes care of the bar after dark.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Cleric of the Grave, you know, <laughs> she part had of the a nice, party there. She had a nice conversation with him and
1: realized he just wants to do his job. He
0: still doesn't like me that much, though, even though I wrote that wonderful ballad for him about his life and death.
1: Well, he's really not gotten to know you because every time you come in the bar, you have a different
0: face on. That's true. I mean, I am a changeling. All they know is that there, there's, you know, a group of regular folks
1: and, and then the druid and all these different bards. It's like a small parade
0: worth of bards. <laughs> true. Very true. Well, and it's not always bards per se. Um, like I pay Rosie, the waitress, a little extra in her um uh salary to pretend to be the mother of one of my personas. <laughs> <laughs> and here she thinks she just a, picked up a foundling. Yeah, he's a thirteen year old boy.
1: Audinus. <laughs> <Ougness. laughs> oh, those changelings. Yeah which i'm really surprised not seeing more changelings and more games but you know it, it, different folks different flavors exactly right hey,
0: that's that describes a change to the t <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's changeable as any day that ends in y <laughs> So uh, definitely maps give your character give your players bases of operations because as a GM it will make your life easier that you can have one or two go to maps especially if you're doing virtual tabletops that you have saved that you will constantly be ringing out every now and then to use and if you're in person make a hard copy of the map or like remember when we used to do the you know buy multiple maps to keep the same map saved that 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 was one but uh, I like getting the hard copy and getting it laminated that's that's a that was a really good option for the ship on that since we knew we'd spend so much time on that ship
0: yeah that's true and um and of course I'm sure you know roll 20 you can import your own maps mm-hmm. yep. i mean i don't have gm or uh i just have the regular version but i'm assuming
1: Yep. Uh, if you have the regular, the free version, it'll give you so many megabytes of maps and minis you can import. But if you have the GM with the pro, you have pretty much unlimited maps. I've got so many different games, so many different maps. And the nice thing, too, is once you have, if you've purchased a setting like uh, Candle Keep, I, I went ahead and said, yes, on Payday, I'm purchasing that because it's got like 10 good maps inside it that I know I'll find a use for. Mm-hmm. And All of my games in Roll20, you know, whether it's Star Wars or D&D, I can go through and import all of those maps as needed in there. And once they're imported, they're there. So that's a nice time saver if I can just say, go through my roller decks of bot stuff, bot materials, and pop the map into that game.
0: Which is why I like to give you, uh, send you prezzies every once in a while in game. I'm like, oh. Hey, we're doing a Felix game. There's this really cute little cat people. <laughs> and,
1: and yes, if if you're a player and uh, your GM runs a roll 20, and I believe Fantasy Grounds has the option too, uh, don't be afraid to buy them a uh, dollar or two gift every now and then because they will definitely appreciate that. And they can use it uh, to make your experience better. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is uh, if you know the email that you're purchasing it for, you know what they've already purchased. So you don't accidentally buy something they've got.
0: Oh, so you didn't know that. Yeah. that That's one of the nifty I features. was just ask you, honey, do you have this? <laughs> <laughs> but, or I know he doesn't have it, and then I surprise him. Mm-hmm,
1: there is that. That's why I shamelessly dropped that uh, I own Keep now, Justin. Because he knew I was looking at buying it for you because
0: I, <laughs> I asked you about it. <laughs>
1: So, you know, use resources, give your players free stuff, you know, don't be afraid to to like feel that you're giving them too much, you know, or, you know, they can always find ways of spending it. The bad guys can always come by and drop a flask of alchemy fire to trash the place. I mean, they can always hack into the system if it's cyberpunk or Star Wars, you know. The ship can be impounded with a boot if it's Star Wars, you know, there's there's always workarounds.
0: But just saying, you know, I know where you sleep. You better not firebomb my tavern. Hey, you know, don't, <laughs> don't piss off the wrong people in town. When
1: you're in a town full of dis, dis despicable people, firebombing is if if you're living in a town that's like dirty Chicago, you're probably going to get done the Chicago way.
0: Ah, uh, Skevo didn't follow us back though, so and he doesn't recognize me. I don't use Elginus very often, so
1: he did not follow you guys back to the tavern. No.
0: He knows you from
1: somewhere else. Alginus? No. You guys were observed some other location, which is where he followed you. Yeah, you didn't think about where the guys were trailing you. Yeah, that's all I got to say is that growly noise. So, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably a pretty good place to wrap up. If you guys have any questions or any topics you want us to bring up, feel free to hit me up on Creative Play and Podcast Network's Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash creative network. Or you can hit me up on email, which is creative play podcast at gmail.com. Or just, uh, hit us up on Twitch. I mean, it's twitch.net. TV slash CPPN is, I believe, the channel. Let me double check. Take just a moment. Kelly's going to talk about something.
0: <laughs> da 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 You know, it's weird when you're being put on the spot all of a sudden. We're like, oh, okay, we're wrapping up. <laughs> but, uh, of course, um, I don't Facebook. Facebook is evil, <laughs> but it does have, a, it has some good points about it. So, um, But that's just me. I'm weird. I totally admit it.
1: Hey, there's nothing wrong with avoiding the social media because it is often a a crutch and a problem. But it is great for getting your gamer groups together to make sure everyone's showing up to game like later tonight. Mm. So, yes, it is twitch.tv slash creative play and podcast. No net, just creative play and podcast.
0: What was that again?
1: That's twitch.tv slash creative play and podcast.
0: Nice.
1: So that way uh, you can find what games are happening. I mean, lately I've been doing a lot of late night World of Warcraft streaming with no commentary because you know people are within earshot and would yell at me for making noises. It's not like it's you know modern warfare where I can do the creepy sniper voice. (laughs) Where I can haul off. You can do the
0: creepy sniper voice when you're in World of Warcraft. Yeah, but it's just
1: not good commentary. (laughs) <laughs> You'll be sitting there hearing that's the gnomes wrong. or the uh, pandaren doing their thing, and then creepy sniper. <laughs> and it's not like you know, in we'll, you know, Call of Duty, when somebody shoots you, and you just got to give them that good shot,
0: sniper.
1: You know, that's, yeah, that's creepy. You got to <laughs> give them the compliment before the mic goes dead, <laughs> because now you're dead. Dun 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 dun. dun. All righty, guys, so that's probably going to be a good place to wrap it up. And, uh, hey, check us out tonight, tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. No,
0: tomorrow we, we have plans.
1: Tomorrow we dine in Brazil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, guys, uh, like always, thank you for listening. Feel free to hit hit us up online on social media, on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, even YouTube. And let us know what you guys want to hear about, because, you know, I just threw out a couple topics here, and Kelly threw out a couple topics here, and we just rolled with it, because, you know, I'll be honest, base was mentioned by my group, you know, from last night, because they found a shack, a rogue shack, and now they're (laughs) wanting to claim this crappy shack? But, okay, it has nothing to do with their mission (laughs) that's thousands of leagues away, so, uh, yeah, sure, you can claim the shack in the woods. (laughs) Just because it was ran by two guy, two rednecks named Daryl and Daryl and their where rat mama? Oh, my
0: God.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. That's funny.
1: <laughs> so that's going to be a good place to wrap it up there.
0: All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Hello, this is Eric. And Wendy Strzok with Stone Valley Hobby and Games.
1: We sell board games, card games, role-playing games, and supplies. We have thousands of Magic the Gathering cards available, carry Kickstarter products, and work with veteran-owned small businesses to bring you our own line of products.
0: We are a small business retailer, but we offer competitive prices, a loyalty system, and free shipping on orders over $100.
1: As a military veteran myself, I'm a strong supporter of our armed forces, their families, and contractors out there doing the hard job. So any order from AA, AE, or EP address will be shipped absolutely free.
0: Remember, StoneValleyGames.com, where we take your leisure seriously. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash C-P-P-N to never miss a show or stream.